want? I said, what do you want? Hello, guys, and welcome back to the podcast and um, the new series that we have started talking about Stranger Things in depth. Um, so today we are up to episode two, which I believe is called The Mall Rats. Um, I'm joined by two people this time. So first up's Jason. So we've got Tim joining us as well from Provision. Hello. <laughs> so Tim was a bit busy last week and he couldn't join us. Um, but this week um, he's here. So we're going to make this a good show. So if this is the first time you are listening, I highly suggest listening to episode one because obviously we talk about episode one of the the show um, and if you don't know what we do we basically take each scene talk about it talk what we don't like what we do like and there's not many don't likes in this season because it is amazing so let's get started um, so the first scene sort of starts where episode one finishes and we've got that shot of the the steelworks with the um the basement door which billy was dragged down to um, and then for the first time ever you sort of sort of see billy scared a bit didn't you yeah yeah and i don't there's some kind of weird scene you know where he i guess i guess he's in the upside down in a sense um you know he walks up on a group of people and you can definitely tell he's like i don't forget what he's screaming but he's like or i guess yeah. he's like what do you want or something um i guess he sees himself um and this might be all in his mind caused by the mind flare, but it was definitely an interesting yeah, I mean, scene. He, he, the first thing he does is run out, you know, to a phone box to to phone the police, but then he, you sort of see in his memory what happened to him, and he, he, you sort of know that if he rings the police and describes what's just happened to him, they're just going to say, yeah, we've got another prank call on the go. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but that was like the first sort of time that you would see Billy like vulnerable, if that makes sense, you know, because he he came to Hawkins from California as this big macho guy, and after season two, we we learned to, to pretty much hate him. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, Max put him in his spot towards the end. Yeah, of season two, yeah. Though. Oh. Um, <laughs> that was he, a pretty good last. It scene. was quite interesting when those group of people walked towards him because you know episode one was all sort of happy and and there wasn't much darkness to it, whereas. You know, this scene, it was a very, very dark scene. Um, and you, you, you see this figure walking towards him, and then, you know, you don't find out straight away because the, the credits roll. Yeah, can, when, in that scene, I, I can't remember. Can you see who else? Because there's a group of people. Can you see who else is? I think it's just basically there? people from the town. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think you can actually make them out. I think it's just all... Like shadow figures. Okay. I've got the scene up here on Netflix now, and it's quite like full of fog and it's dark, and you, you can't you can't make out any faces. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then um, then you know the, the the current theme which I mentioned in the last episode is season three. Tend to, the scenes tend to alternate between something happy and something sort of tense, um, and I think that helped break the episode up great. So we we cut straight away to to an exterior shot of Hopper's cabin. Um, and we, we go straight to L, um, obviously after Jim Hopper's conversation um, with, with Mike. Um, he obviously, by the looks of it, hasn't, hasn't turned up to meet her, you know? Yeah, she's on the phone right away, kind of check-in and anxious to, to hear yeah, from Mike um, and everything. So straight, like, it, it, it's weird because, again, it, it's, you know, Dad Hopper, which we talk, talked about last time, he's asking what's wrong and... She's really not interested in anything that Hopper's got to say. She just wants to know why her boyfriend's not there. Um, I can sort of imagine Tim being a little bit like this with Brady. <laughs> oh, yeah. <you> can. <laughs> Who are you calling? You expect me to just like, scream at him in a car? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been in the car with both of you guys, and uh, I, I know what goes down, especially when Brady's driving. <laughs> Um, but this this next scene was in my eyes was absolutely hilarious when when Eleven phones Mike, um, but obviously Mrs. Wheeler's listening in and just the way just the way Mike shouts up at, at his mom, get off the phone. Um, I thought that was absolutely hilarious because like obviously back in the day you would you would have 
landline. You didn't have mobile phones, did you? So if you wanted to, to get in touch with somebody, it was all you oh. know landlines. So there was multiple phones around the house. Yeah, one hundred percent. A lot of this, you know, calling the girlfriend and the parents, you know, answering the phone or whatever. It, it reminds me of you know, I grew up in the eighties, but uh, you know, way back when we used to have what they yeah yeah we had them in the UK where, too yeah yeah you would share it with your neighbor and you know when you or neighbors and when you had you know you want to talk to your girlfriend in sixth grade or something you're waiting on <laughs> so so to get done talking you kept checking the line every you know five so you minutes couldn't, you couldn't say anything secretive on the line in case somebody was listening <laughs> no and you always thought anything you heard any static in line you always thought like you're I always thought like my sister was picking up on the line and trying to listen or something. So the uh, the next scene which we come to, well, it's, it's part of the same scene, but you sort of see, it's just a little two-second clip of, of Hopper eating his cereal, um, but he's got like that smirk on his face. Even though Elle's upset, he's got that like, you know, that little smirk on his face, like, yes, I've won. Um, and then, then it cuts straight to a scene of pretty much how I imagine Tim driving to work every morning. Um, you know, he's, he's got his music blasting, he's, he's banging to the music on the steering wheel, he's singing, um, and he's he's just, he, it's it's basically 1-0 to, to Chief Hopper, isn't it? Oh, he's so excited about it too. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's so happy singing while he's driving. <laughs> it's, it's just like, and obviously you see the singing, and then he, he pulls straight up outside Melvin's general store and he's like sort of half running, half dancing in, into the store to speak to Joyce. Um, and I've got it muted at the minute. I don't know if I can actually get the subtitles up. But he's basically, he basically walks in and says something like, I've, I've won. I think I can't really remember. Um, but yeah, and, and as well, when he, when he says to Joyce about... Um, oh, what did he say? She says, did you... Did you use the same speech? And he was like, well, I had to improvise a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because he walks in, he's like, for the first time in six months, they're not going to see each other today <laughs> or something like that. And he's he's just ecstatic. It's like us going into HHN. And then she me after, she's like, and you didn't yell? And he's like, oh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then the, the next thing it sort of elaborates on um, on on the way Chief Hoffa feels about Joyce. I think he's like you know trying to get a date, but it's not really a now. But Chief Hoffa thinks it's a date. Yeah, yeah. He kind of does. He is he is this a scene where he says, "Well, you know, this isn't a date. This is just a yeah, yeah. celebrating or I'm, I want to celebrate." In okay. Mind, he hundred percent thinks it's a date, but to sort of to sway her to go, it's not. If that makes yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, trouble oh. calls and he and he has to go, which is another. The next scene's another expansion on Hawkins, and it's something I don't believe we've seen in season mm -hmm. one or two, and that's like the town hall type thing. Yeah. Yeah, but you're skipping a monumental scene and the magnets. That, does that? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I must have skipped too far. Yes, yes. The, the, the video yep. wasn't loading straight away. Sorry about that, my bad. The great mystery begins. Yeah, I'd looked at Joyce's face and I thought she thinks she's losing her mind again. You know, obviously with all the, the upset she had in season one and season two. Um, but I mean, if, if I lived in Hawkins and that had happened to me, every little thing that wasn't normal, you know, I would think, am I losing my mind? Yeah, 100%. Um, but, but, that, but at this point, you don't really wreck, I mean, you don't, they don't allude to much there. It's like, you don't, I don't know. It's, it's like you see Hopper walk by and they fall. So you don't, you know, if you kept caught that scene real quick, you don't know if he just, yeah, kind of so it, it's just a, a sort of little or whatever. What, what it, yeah, it doesn't, what's the count? It doesn't play on it, on it massively until Joyce sort of kneels down. Um, and then, then it, it's not yeah. much of a thing. It's sort of like a little sort of nod. Um, but the, again, the scene that I skipped to prematurely was the, the town hall, which we've, we've never seen before. And yeah. um, so like, to, to me, I didn't realize Hawkins was this big to have like a, you know, like a town. I thought it was obviously just a tiny, small town in the middle of nowhere, which I assume it is. But I mean, I don't know American towns with a town that small have something like City Hall. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 
Hawkins is <laughs> a very strange town. I mean, you know, with the addition of the mall and, um, well, I don't know if the mall is actually yeah. in Hawkins or if it's just outside, but yeah, I mean, I'm from a small town and we had, you know, we have a, a, a mayor's office and all that. Um, so yeah, it's pretty yeah, well, I, I wasn't sure, but it just, it was, it, it was sort of nice to elaborate on like Hawkins is more of a town than just the regular, you know, like obviously the next scene that we come to is the Hawkins post, for example, we've never saw that in season one and two. Um, obviously when where nancy works in i really didn't like anything to do with the hawkins post um in this series i don't know what your guys' thoughts were on it well i think my thoughts are the same no go ahead oh go ahead go ahead tim i just think i personally feel like that whole particular those scenes are so kind of overplayed in a way i mean i know there was a lot of chauvinistic guys and you know it was very hard for women back then but um it, they play that up a lot in those um in that particular in those scenes to me especially with the one character um i forget what the blonde haired guy but anyway that that's yeah kind of my thought so, so what what did, what did you think tim did you think it added anything to the to the well, show I mean, it, it it's setting it up for what's coming um like i don't want to give too much away since we're you know if you're going to cover other episodes yeah but it 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 really does set it up for nancy and jonathan to take care yeah. of something. well that's the only thing i could like to, to me it was a bit elaborated just for that one thing if that made sense or the could have maybe cut those scenes down a little bit and, and did something else and still got the point across for what Nancy and Jonathan sort of uncover. Um, I think they did it on purpose so you know how pissed off she is about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the next scene is probably one of my favourite scenes in the whole show. Like, like oh, it's, it's, I've watched it so many times on like Twitter on YouTube and stuff, and it 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 builds on a relationship that we saw blossom from season one and season two, and it's when um, Dustin comes back from camp and he he goes into the mall at Scoops a high, um, and he and he sees um, Steve for the first time since since the summer, you know, and they've got this cool little handshake and the fake sword fight and I don't know, it's just, that's something that you would do with your best friend, you know, it's just a secret sort of handshake and the whole thing where he walks in and just expects Robin to know who he is and she's just like, yep, I'm Robin. <laughs> now, did you guys talk, did you guys talk about this mall at all on the last episode? Uh, yeah, I think we did. I think we, we did. I don't think we talked like massively about it, but I think we, we brought up some main points about the mall. Whew, spot on this place. Yeah, I mean, even me being in the UK, like, I know malls are mainly American, but we did get, I mean, in my town, we've got the biggest mall in Europe. It's it's huge. Um, and obviously, I wasn't born in the 80s, but some of the 80s stuff was still there in the 90s, if that makes sense. And that sure. Starcourt Mall just reminds me of our mall, like the, the decor and the paint and the layout of it and everything just reminded me of, back when I was young, being in a mall. Heck yeah. Yeah, same. I mean, that, I mean, we didn't grow up around malls, um, but like we'd have to go to St. Louis or whatever. But when you went, they were packed. Um, and, you know, that's, of course, changed over the years. But um, like this mall, all, you know, all the kids that lived around there, that's all they did, you know, was in summer. They well, that, that, That's mall. what I was just about to say there. <laughs> when I was younger, the place for us to hang out was the mall. And I don't know if it's just because I've got older, but you, you never see kids hanging at the mall anymore. I mean, our mall now is so expensive, that's probably got something to do with it. But, I mean, you just don't really see kids around the mall, especially our mall anyway. Yeah, it's it, everything's changed. I mean, malls are kind of a dying fad. I, I wouldn't call them a fad, but um, just the way they are. Uh, everything's online. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. And, you know, kids, I, even just growing up, they don't, you know, even in some of the other 
scenes and the, you'd see kids hanging out in the parking lots and at school. I mean, we used to do that, but today you don't see that. I mean, everybody just texts and says, Hey, we're going to someone's house. And that's, yeah. it. you know, it's, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, times change. Yeah. So, so back, back to this scene, um, yep. Dustin and, and, and Steve sit down, um, and Dustin's trying to tell Steve that he's intercepted a Russian message and he's sort of like, I just, and then Steve's like, what? Um, and when he, when he shouts it as loud as he can, Steve's just like, I thought that's what you said, but I wasn't, wasn't sure. You know, you know, the, the music stops and everyone turns around and looks at him. Um, I, I thought that was really fun as well. Again, there was some really funny points in this season. And, and for me, that was one of them. Yeah. And it's, it's funny how he kind of to bring Steve in on it a little bit, he talks about, Hey, you know, we can be heroes and, you know, cause they portray Steve a little bit down in the dumps in a sense, you know, as far as work and career paths and things when he hears that, American, <laughs> really, you know, um, which is, you know, big back, back in the eighties of that. Yeah. So. I think that was kind of a neat. I also I think this. Come to tell you, Juan. I was gonna say I think this scene uh, with Dustin and Steve is also uh, the start of Dustin. Uh, Dustin like basically becoming Steve's dad in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think yeah. is funny, uh, since you know Steve was the babysitter in last season. Um, you know, basically kind of chiming in his ear. He's like, "Oh, Robin, she's cool." <laughs> he's just like no no not even not even my type <laughs> and then he's like i don't even know what my type is <laughs> another notable thing i took away from from this scene is is dustin would rather go to steve to talk about that than the party um yeah so it shows that that dustin's over the summer sort of grew a little bit away i mean he's come back from summer camp and he saw that lucas is with max mike's with 11 Will just wants to play D and D, and so yep. I, th I think he sort of turned to lean on Steve as a friend more than the the old gang. Agreed. Yeah, and and I'm sure them. You know, I think he was a little mad that they all left him at the hill yeah. and, and everything. So I'm sure that played yeah. into a now bit. after that scene. I don't know. It, it felt a bit weird to me now because it cut straight away to Max on a skateboard. Um, and she slips on the skateboard and it rolls down the street and Eleven picks it up. Um, and I found it weird that, I know like Max is the only other girl, but I found it weird that they, they didn't seem to be friends, if that made any sense at all, um, prior to this. They just sort of to be in the same friend circle, but they didn't seem to be close. Yeah, but I think because Max is with Lucas, yeah. and now she's, a, she's coming from being upset because... You know, she basically knows Mike was just lying to her on the phone. I think she doesn't have anybody else to turn to because she knows she's not turning to Hopper for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fun fact as well about Max, uh, played by Sadie Sink. She actually couldn't ride a skateboard before when she got the part. Um, and they hired a, um, a skateboard instructor for her and she had to do lessons every single day for three hours a day. Crazy. So all the actual normal riding scenes are actually her, and um, any of the tricks and stuff that she does is a stunt double. That's just a, a fun little fact I learned by reading the um, hmm. Stranger Things book that I read. Hmm. Yeah, I think in that scene, you, I mean, throughout the summer too, like because Max and Lucas are in a, a relationship and then her and Will are in a relationship, and I know it's young kid relationship, but you still kind of, when you're in a relationship, you kind of go with the, other couples yeah. if that makes sense versus you know the single guy which i guess would be will um but i think maybe you know we're we just didn't see all that much uh you know that six month that they're in a relationship i'm sure they hung out a lot because they were probably doing partner yeah. movie dates and things like that and then it, so. it flips straight over to the I mean, Ellen and, and Max are having a conversation about boys and Max is sort of saying you don't need them. And then straight away we flip over to the boys' side of things, um, you know, and, and Mike's sitting sulking on the, on the couch in his basement. And this is where, where Lucas says Max has dumped him five times as if it's like something to be proud of. Um, 
and that, and that just you know it's a typical teenage boy thing you know yeah so, yeah and, and also i'm just sorry i'm just fast forwarding through this scene to try and try and get it all there's there's poor old will at the back wanting to play play D and the the guys just, just leave him he's like guys i'm still here <laughs> you see yeah i like that scene and then i noticed the the movie poster of the thing in the background i i love catching the more I watch these, I keep seeing all the little Easter eggs of they've went, 80s. Yeah, they've went into oh, a yeah. lot of detail. Um, stuff that's not not even hardly seen. They've, they've made sure they've got that there. Yeah. Now, now the next scene we come so. across is from the um, from the from the trailer. So we, like I was saying to Jason Tim in the last episode, we got spoiled with a, a lot of good scenes in the trailer that I think they could have kept as a surprise for the show. Sure. Um, so this is a. I could imagine this happening in the eighties. You know, you've got the, the what I would call the the soccer moms, um, yeah. sitting sit sunbathing around the pool, um, and obviously, Karen didn't go through with the uh, the rendezvous at the, the motel with Billy, but she sees him. Looks like he's like in a huff sort of thing, storming into the the back end of the pool. Um, and this is another thing which you're not too sure if he's just putting the chemical down off. He's actually drinking it. Um, I want to say he was drinking it because he's possessed by the mind flare. Uh, probably because there are other people yeah. that are doing things, but I think that's not until a later episode that are yeah. eating things. Yeah, because so. on this clip you literally just see him put put the bottle down. You don't actually see, yep. him, see him drinking it. So that's another sort of a little Easter egg to things that are going to going to come in future episodes so you can sort of watch the future episode and think oh well billy was doing that back in episode two um but what I, did, did you guys get a fright in the scene when um he hit mrs wheeler's head off the shelf yeah i was like holy cow did he just go there <laughs> like, <And> then... <laughs> <laughs> i like jumped up off the couch the first time i saw it and i was like what um and then like i just was i know it was like in his head and it wasn't real, but um, I got such a fright when that happened. I just was not expecting it. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm glad it didn't happen um, because Mrs. Wheeler actually turned out to be quite the character in season three. Um, you know, she had a, we Jason talked about this in the last episode, she had a, a bit of a glow up. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. Then we, we see Billy storm out. Um, in the, I mean, the mind flare hates heat, and that's you know being a lifeguard's not really a good job for for something that hates heat, is it? Yeah, because you can see when he walks outside that he's just so affected by the sun. Yeah, he's he's in a daze and he's he's sitting under that pool shade just sweating, basically yep. like me in Florida, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know when he comes out of there. He, I know you know he passes like a couple parents and. You know, one of his lifeguard friends or whatever, and I'm, I mean, if I saw my friends looking that bad, I'd be like, yeah, hey, you might skip your shit. <laughs> or, you know, if I, if I saw the lifeguard going up there and looked like he just got off, you know, I don't, I, he looked pretty rough. I mean, I know it's exaggerated, but I was like, what is it? Wouldn't yeah, somebody say let, something? Let them suffer. <laughs> Look like he's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now the, the next scene, we, we head back to Scoops Ahoy. Um, oh, and boy. Th this is so funny. We're sort of properly introduced to Erica, which is Lucas's little sister. Um, <laughs> and she has turned into the bossiest little madam that you possibly could get. Um, she, you know, she's in Scoops Ahoy. She, she basically just wants freebies. She just wants to try all the different ice creams without, <laughs> without any intention of buying some. Um, I need to find myself an ice cream shop that do free samples um, because where I'm from, you have to pay for absolutely everything. <laughs> I feel like most they, I feel like most places do, do that, but you know, you can't sit there and ask for like every single flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure now. I mean, I think that was pretty common yeah. for a long time, but now you know, there's the small, the 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 fine print, you know two samples max or something like that, you know, but I can see a kid. Now in this next though. scene, um, I can't remember if I told you guys, but I actually spotted 
a, a mistake in this scene. Um, the one where Dustin and Steve are in the back room trying to, to, to cipher the Russian message. This is with the banana, correct? Yep. So Steve's standing eating the banana and it, it's weird because the camera sort of, sort of makes a point of emphasizing on this banana. So he's eating it and then he throws it on the table and then in the very next scene he's back eating the banana. Now I know that's really, really trivial, but to me it just stood out like a sore thumb. So now now everyone who's listening is gonna go back and, and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> so have you did, did you, so have you noticed so it? Oh yeah, it's because the banana's back in his hand now. Yeah, and I'm like <laughs> how, did, how did they not realise his uniform is dark blue and the banana's bright yellow and they left that in? Is it, isn't like, there like a isn't there a person for this? Like that's their job. Yeah, Mike, our friend Mike the other day was saying there's actually somebody's <laughs> job who has to go through each scene and make sure there's no mistakes and something as big as a bright or a bright yellow banana was left in. <laughs> so uh, so bad. Every time I watch, I've been I watched this episode about three times now, um, and every time I just notice the the banana straight away because <laughs> at, the, at the end of the scene it's still in his hand and he slaps Dustin with it. <laughs> so many people it's it's like the the whole brad pitt in the oceans 11 where he's holding like a completely separate <laughs> he's like holding he's holding uh i think it's a a glass of shrimp right. or something, and then the next scene he's got a like a plate. It's like, and that's Ocean's Eleven, you know. And I can't get past that scene anymore. I'm just like, oh, stop. <laughs> so now, you're yeah, welcome, right? <laughs> so, so after I've finished uh, ruining Stranger Things, let's let's get serious about this scene. Um, so, in Robin walks in whilst they're trying to decipher the Russian message and. The, the guys are both shocked that Robin knows what they're trying to do. Um, I don't know how they expected to keep that a secret when all that's dividing Robin at the front of the store is a little glass partition. Um, I mean, she walks in and says, you're both extremely loud. Um, and they're all shocked <laughs> as if they've been totally secretive when they're sitting with the Russian alphabet on a huge whiteboard with a tape player playing the Russian message. Now, is this in the same scene where she tells him that like, she speaks like four languages? Yeah, um, I'm just watching that bit now. Yeah. Spanish, um, Latin, French, and something else. Right, um, and then she starts speaking Pig Latin, and they're both just like, whoa. <laughs> 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 at first pig I thought Latin. it was Russian, though, didn't yeah. and they got excited, but then she, yeah. that, that's Pig Latin doofuses. <laughs> I honestly, every scene that Rob and Steve and Dustin, I, I enjoyed every, I just enjoyed that, camaraderie of those um really between steve and, and robin i guess but dustin always but i mean season fun, three was sort of split up into different sort of parties if i want to say um and then three for me we're, we're the best group in the full series together yeah yeah a lot of fun to watch i really liked her i really liked her as like the new character yeah now when i watched the trailer yeah. i didn't think she was going to be a huge part of the show and she turned out you know to be very one of the main characters. Well, good. At least the trailer, you know, hits something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It pretty much showed you everything else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Twenty-minute trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's the world today we live in. You know, you get to see yeah, the movie before it's out. Yep. And yeah. so now we head back to to Nancy and Jonathan, who are how have become the world's most annoying couple. <laughs> um, I just I just really don't like these guys and I love them in season one, season two, um, but season three I don't know, just they were just really annoying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I mean I, I didn't have an issue I, with them, you know. Yeah, I as the as the the investigation kinda went on, I started to like their characters more. Um but yeah, at the beginning I was I just I was having a hard time following it, but but this is kind of where it starts to turn for me because it's probably more because the storyline's better um, instead of like, hey, we're grown ups now, we got a job. It's now getting into Stranger yeah, Things yeah, territory. Yeah. So, because um, so this is the scene where they go visit Mrs. Driscoll because she's reported to Nancy, 
who didn't tell her bosses that she had reported a story about um, diseased rats. Um, so they head down into the basement and it, it, at the start it sort of looks like she's a crazy old woman because there's bags of fertiliser that have been eaten through and at the start there's no actual proof but then they hear the sound um, you know, and it sort of shows you this cage moving about with a like a blanket over the top of it and um, it, it does actually show you the diseased rat um, which, which sort of yeah. It, at this point in time, it's not given a lot away. I mean, we saw rats in, in, in episode one. Um, and then we saw, you know, the rats in episode, you know, now in episode two. Um, and I have to say that with the rats, it has to be one of the most goriest seasons yet. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I, I find Miss Driscoll kind of fun. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. Um, now the next scene is I thought this character in the show was really stupid, um, and that is the fake Terminator guy sitting um, where, where Jim Hopper's sitting in um, town hall waiting to see the mayor. You know, you see this Terminator guy walk out, and it doesn't it doesn't look like anything big at the time, um, but obviously in later episodes it, it gives Jim Hopper a sort of like an indication of who he actually is. Yeah, they. You can kind of see when he comes through that he's going to be a character. I mean, you, I guess we know who he is, but you see, you know, Jim's just sitting there. And I think Jim's probably not being a character, look to be him. honest with you guys. Oh, Brady's here. <laughs> I love you guys. Gotta go. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> hey, CB. It's it was a drive. It was a drive by. <laughs> it's like a park. Um, so yeah, so we see this. You only see him for a, for a couple of seconds. You know, Jim gives him a quick look and thinks nothing of it at the time. Um, and then we see another character who I absolutely hate, and that's the uh, Mayor Klein. Klein of Swine. <laughs> is that is that his um, is that his is um, what's it slogan for for being reelected? Well, that's the slogan. No, that's the slogan from all the people outside his office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is where we see Chief Hopper come back to to being a you know a policeman. We only really see him being being a dad so far in this season. Um. I can't really remember much about this scene. They uh, in this scene, you know, basically he's wanting the mayor. Which really, I mean, most towns they don't have that much power. It's more you know, just a figurehead, but, uh, but you see him kind of, he wants them to disperse these crowds. And, uh, I think they go back and forth of like, you know, Hey, I know this on you <laughs> and, you know, and then Hopper's like, well, I know this, you know, they kind of, kind of both have stuff, you know, like a little dirt on each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you kind of see them battling back and forth with who's, who's got the most <laughs> dirt <laughs> and, I'm pretty sure Hopper ends up losing because you do. I think he ends up breaking him yeah, up well, or he, something. He goes, he goes yeah. straight there with the the drinking on duty line, doesn't he? Um, At the pop of the pills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which you know, in, in <laughs> season one, he was he was chief a pill popper, you know. Um, <laughs> um, but the the next scene is what what Jason um, sort of touched on in, in episode one is um, the transportation to the mall. Um, you know, Hawkins is this tiny little town in season one and two, and then straight away we have like a main bus transportation system, um, and it's it's also it was a really heartwarming moment as well because it was Elle's first time ever being in the mall, or even like remotely allowed to be a young girl. Yeah, and and I, and I think this just I mean the the whole bus thing I, I I've heard others talk about it and I've seen you know conversations about it. And, I can go back and forth on it. I mean, it, it, just depending where Hawkins is truly at, you know, how far away from it is, you know, it, from a bigger town. Um, and then, you know, back in the day, I, I wouldn't be surprised if malls didn't have transportation to go, you know, bring people from smaller, yeah. you know, towns yeah. into the mall. Um, kind of like, you know, hotels do for, um, theme parks and stuff, or the airports—they'll—they'll they'll go get you. Well, that's <laughs> the Stranger Things book, so. which I've just finished, which is actually a prequel to to season one, 
Um, it's actually set in two different neighbouring towns to Hawkins as well. Um, so maybe that sort of elaborates on the whole transportation or location of the mall type thing. Yeah, because, I mean, back then gas wasn't probably yeah, a, right? buck, <laughs> a buck a gallon. So, you know, it, it's not as expensive as what we yeah, think it is yeah. today. Yeah, um, but I, I did think that scene was cool where you sort of, you know, Eleven's eyes lit up when she saw all the shops and all the people. And <laughs> one sort of thing that I loved in this scene, like cinematic-wise, like camera-wise, is um, Eleven and Max walk into one shop. And in the same scene, the camera turns and it's Lucas, Will and Mike walking out of another shop. Um, I don't know, I just, as, as somebody who's into like camera geek stuff, I, I really like that shot. Yeah, they were just missing each other. That was kind of funny you know how i mean i know they're yeah, trying to make a point yeah. but um a build-up to when they meet up meet up and then we head straight back to 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 joyce who's think thinks she's losing her mind who's doing she's doing her research on electromagnetic concepts and she's trying to put two and two together and come up with with 10 you know um and then we we have a cameo from from in my eyes, one of the the best characters in season one and, and season two, and that's Mister Clock. Yes, <laughs> um, I'm kind of sad that he's only in just this part of the season. I know, because can you remember that video I shared where from the Stranger Things three premiere, and he was oh, doing the, the interviews. Dude, that thing is just classic. And I'm like, why is he not on the red carpet? And now after seeing the series, I know it's just because he's got like a small you know, cameo part. He's not, like, a main character anymore. Right. Um, but that, that, if you haven't, like, watched that video, I highly suggest go watching it. It is amazing from start to finish. But just when, um, yeah. you know, Joyce is just about to leave because nobody answers the door, and the, the, the garage door <laughs> opens, and it's, it's playing my bologna. <laughs> well, a little says, weird Al going on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's there with his, like, magnifying goggles and his tight, short 80s shorts, and Oh, it's just, it made, it made us laugh out loud. But then we, we head back to my favourite couple, <laughs> Jonathan and Nancy. Jonathan's trying to take photos, you know, of this rat. Um, and, you know, he says, he says it would be better if you stayed still. I don't really know what benefit that would make, really. You could, I mean, you could probably still tell it was a rat. It was nothing, nothing special to say that it needed to be stood still. It was probably better that, that, that the rat was running around, to be honest, because then you could say that it was crazy. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but back then, would film develop? I mean, because today we have software that kind of helps, you know, if something's moving and you're trying to take a picture of it. I think you would. It, it, yeah, I think kind of a blur. A bit more blur, I think, yeah. Um, and, I mean, if he's shooting for the... I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're trying to build this story for, you know, to make a big impact. Yeah, because I mean, he's so. actually got to wait to develop it. He can't look at it right away. <laughs> yeah, that's, so you, you, yeah. See yeah. That, you see in the scene that he's actually has to change the, um, the film because because he's he's blew through a full film trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who complains about photography now in the in the, in the yeah. digital age I, needs to watch this clip. <laughs> And I, and I say that whole blur thing because if I go back and look at all the, the pictures I took, you know, in, in grade school and high school, <laughs> they're all blurs. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, you take go on a field trip and you just start click, click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have too many pictures of my friends. They can, you can recognize anybody. <laughs> So, Jason, get away with saying any, this is such and such anybody in the photo because you can't really tell. One hundred percent. Look at all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we head straight upstairs, and, and like you touched on before, the one to build this story for the for the Hawkins post. Um, Nan Nancy's making use of Mrs. Driscoll's phone line and phone bill. <laughs> you know, to phone around a few few places. What was she trying to do again? Was she oh. trying to see how many? People had bought. She, she was calling yeah, the fertilizer. She, I think, she was calling calling all the places where, you know, uh, like a feed store or a gardening centers to see if they had any yeah. issues with rats. Um, and then obviously Nancy goes back to speak to to Jonathan in the just the just miss the um 
the lovely scene of the rat exploding, which mm. like I've seen a few tweets on on Twitter of people not being able to handle the series because of the gore. Um, I mean, this when the rat explodes and it's just this big blob of blood and guts. It it is gory for like Stranger Things. Yeah, um, it definitely picked up on the gore of the season, and, and I mean, just the way they shot that particular scene, it was like. Yeah. Up close. Oh yeah. I mean, it was like, hey, you could see. I mean, one everything. of the I've got it up here now. Um, and there's another thing that I've just noticed, and after it explodes, its tail is still there. Um, yep. And, and, and while it's like dragging itself away, the tail's just oh, it's just disgusting. It's just oh, it's horrible. <laughs> um, but then we we cut back um, back to Billy. You know, it was being stood in that road for for quite a long time. Uh, it's just a, it's just a flashback. Um, but we actually see, um, you know, the mountain flare sort of storm in the sky, um, and then we see Billy talking to himself. Um, now, in my eyes, I think this is just an illusion. If that makes sense, I don't think there's actually people there. I don't know if he just wants the mind the mind flare. I think is there. Yeah, I. I, I don't understand like the whole that those particular flashbacks where he's talking to himself and seeing those other people. It makes me what I started thinking there was okay. The upside down is like this multiverse yeah. or whatever you know playing on movies that came out recently. But like, there's this bad Billy on the, on the upside down that's trying to get out or whatever, and then <laughs> which. At that point, I started thinking of uh, the girl from the very first season in the pool scene. Um, I was like, well, maybe she's still yeah. alive. <laughs> I forget what um, her name the, is. the way I thought of it um, is I thought the, these were people from the upside down and they were bringing the bad people up. And then, like, Billy was going to be taken into the upside down and his sort of doppelganger was going to replace him in the real world, if that makes sense. Um, but obviously, that, that's how I took it watching the episode for the first time. But obviously, it didn't pan out or go that way. Yeah. I mean, they really never do explain that. I mean, not that yeah. I remember yeah. anyway of, of the flashbacks. I mean, maybe later on we'll find out more. But then obviously, we'll see that it is just a, a flashback. And, and Billy wakes up and he's been sitting at his, at his pool tower. Um, and, and still nobody, there's only one one person out of like 300 people actually ask him if he's okay and that's Heather the lifeguard. I mean, he, bump, he bumps into some guy's cooler and knocks all his cans of coke out and all the guy's got to say is watch it, you know, and Billy's sweating, he's staggering, he can't walk properly and the, the one person just, are you okay, Billy? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, go on. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, and that guy's watching yeah. her kids swim. <laughs> you know? And, and now when, when he leaves, you know, Heather, she, she's on a, on a break and now there's actually no active lifeguard at the pool. Um, <laughs> but Billy heads into the shower and, you know, it sort of gives you another another sort of a hint that he is actually possessed by the mind flare because the mind flare likes it cold and obviously he's, he's run into the shower. Um, and I think that's like his veins all like flare up like Wills did in season two. Um, so I think that's obviously the mind flare taking over him because obviously he likes to be cold. Well, yeah, I think the heat was making him like in Will, the heat, the heat's what's yeah, the yeah. Mind flare correct. Out, right? Yeah, they had to heat him up. So while he was sitting out there, it was getting worse and worse. And then when he got off shift, you know, he goes to the cold water, which I'm assuming helps calm, but. Yeah, but yeah, and that's I don't know. Is that the scene? Yeah, with when, when, he, when she, like the first thing she says is like, "Should I call an ambulance?" <laughs> <laughs> Which I found was such a, a strange thing to say. <laughs> hey, Billy, should I call an ambulance? And he's like just sitting there in the shower, you know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean. Um, but then again, the, the, the theme continues where we have like a really tense scene then we go back to something fun. Um, and Eleven is having an absolute field day, trying all the clothes on. That she's, I mean, she's basically, you know, got Jim Hopper's fashion style, you know, pants that are too big and 
the hopper's old shirts and stuff. She's never really had a chance to have her own style. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of designers and everything yeah, had fun with this. Yeah, you know, flashing back to the eighties. And then and, um, you know, it's set in the mall, and then we cut straight to Mike. One, you know, he's in Zales. He wants to buy a, a gold teddy bear. You know, and then we'll, we'll find out afterwards how much money he's actually got. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, well, he's, love- he's got three dollars fifty, and he, and he, you know, in his eyes, he can afford that gold bear. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, he goes something like, uh, "What's that real small, tiny bear?" Or, you know, <laughs> anything in say I think they put sales yep. or something. It was like, but back then. You know, you just didn't know. And I thought it was, it was quite funny when, um, funny. you know, the, the, the guys walked into the, the underwear store and, the, <laughs> and, it, and it pans around in a, in a few different things and they're like, nope, not happening. And they're just like, turn away. Um, but then we see Eleven. And one thing that I don't know if this, this pointed out to you guys, where did Eleven get the money from to buy new clothes? Like, Hopper didn't know she was going and I'm assuming she doesn't have money because she's not really allowed out um so where did she get like the money to buy a full new outfit from that's what i'm assuming what, backs maybe yeah that, that's the only con- conclusion that i could come up with um now the next yeah. one must have been so funny to film that's when they do the photo shoot i mean how how fun oh. would that have been to film um get you gotta get it right gary it's glamour, glamour shots, shots. Right. I'm, I'm just not done with the kids these days. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think it was just kids doing that. Or, I, honestly, I have a feel. I think those places are still around. Right. I don't. I mustn't. I mustn't. Tim, when's the last time you had your glamour shots? <laughs> <laughs> don't lie, Tim. I did some for you last January. Quiet. Don't tell anybody. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> now. The next scene, uh, you know, in, in, in the scene, the same scene just before they do the glamour shot, you see these girls laughing at them when Eleven falls over, when she, she tries the high heels on for the first time. Um, I don't know if you guys notice this, but do you know when Elle uses her powers to make a girl's drink explode? Mm-hmm. It's the same girl that Dustin asked to dance in season two who laughed at him. So that's oh, just well, a, how about that? That's just a fun little bit of trivia for you. I just I love the fact I, that they're I, drinking I Orange Julius. I've never heard of that drink ever. <laughs> oh my god, dude! This was like a staple in malls back in the day. <laughs> right. I yep. And and also I noticed this is probably one of the only seasons where she uses her power and her nose yeah, doesn't bleed. Yeah. Um, Which is always it. it seems that she can me, control them a lot better now as well, doesn't it? Like sort of. On cue, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and the, yeah. the you know the next bit, they're still in the mall, um, and they're going to scoops ahoy. And I thought this was really funny as well because, like, you know, Dad Steve, he's like, "Are you even meant to be here?" Um, you know, because he knows the whole you know eleven story and stuff. Um, and that it wasn't nothing influential in in the episode, but I just thought it was a funny little line. Like, "Are you even meant to be here?" Like, because he knows that's just not meant to be out the house. <laughs> Um, and now this this next part um, was another memorable part, and that's where Eleven dumps Mike. That, that's got to be one of the the best bits in this episode because if you, if obviously you know that Elle doesn't speak full fluent like sentences, she still speaks a little bit broken English, and she doesn't understand mm-hmm. understand words and stuff. And she she just picks up bits and bobs off what she's learned off Max, and she just comes out and says, "I dump your ass." <laughs> that was just that was just so funny because that's what obviously Max had said when they were in the bedroom, you know. Um, and I, I just, I just love that. I love that sentence. And then we see, we see in the next scene, we see Tim because I always say um, Hopper reminds me of Tim, and he's and I'm very, very disappointed <laughs> Tim didn't buy this shirt. You should have got one, Tim. Uh, you know, maybe eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, look how, I, but look how excited he is to get this, and he keeps saying it's cutting edge. It's cutting edge. He <laughs> just, you know, if 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 you hadn't seen season three yet, and somebody had said Chief Hopper's going to wear that shirt, you'd be like, no, he's not. You will never ever see Chief Hopper in a shirt like that. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and it, it goes back to episode one when he's sitting on his on his lazy boy watching is it Magnum PI? Um and then you know when you see yeah. Enzo's with the shirt with the buttons open and the and the blazer. Um you know, he's he's took a lot of inspiration from that from that cop show. Oh yeah. Magnum PI yeah, was I've, a big show back. I've then. never seen it before. I think I'm too British and too young, basically. <laughs> but I love it I love it when he's in the restaurant. He's like um what, what does he say? He's like, can I have a bottle of your Chianti <laughs> instead, of, instead of Chianti? <laughs> he's like trying to act all posh and he just, he, he, he can it. Um, and, and again, another another thing which I've had a lot of complaints, you know, is Hopper sitting in the restaurant smoking. Um, may I think uh, me and Jason touched on this in, in episode that's one. How, that's how it was back then. I mean, you know. Oh. Yeah, it's the 80s. Yeah, I mean, even in the night. Uh, even in the nineties, yeah. I remember going in. I mean, not too. I mean, it, you used to be going in night or you know in like an Applebee's, and literally it'd be like a smoking section to your left. And I mean, like it mattered because whoever was smoking on the left, it just whipped it over <laughs> in your area. But I mean, that was that was just normal. Um, and I don't. I know they want to cut back on it, but I hope they don't totally. It just takes away from it, I think. I mean, just let it be. Yeah, if they want, if I mean, they want the show to be authentic and as if it was in the 80s, that's something that needs to be there. If I, You know, it's, if everybody's smoking outside or not smoking at all, you know, it, it's not going to be authentic. Yeah, I mean, maybe cut back on teenagers doing it because I think there was a pretty big scene where Billy um, was smoking or yeah. something, but, you know... Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so while while going. you know Hopper's waiting for Joyce to turn up, unbeknown, um, she's she's at Mister Clark's house and she has no intention of turning up because she's busy, um, asking about why the magnets keep falling off off the fridge, and Mister Clark, being the clever guy that he is, um, manages to whip up a, a, a huge electromagnet within within minutes, <laughs> um, to sort of explain. You know what what's happening and why 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 it's it's happening and and she 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 thinks yeah. that there's something in Hawkins that's making it happen, um, but Mister Mister Clark's having none of it. He just thinks it's like a um, you know just like a theory and that the like what was it what did he say the kids have probably bumped into the fridge in the middle of the night. Yeah, like there's some explanation besides a huge yeah, electromagnet. Yeah. It's, I forget how what he says the cost and you know different yeah, things yeah. but obviously it, so. from episode one we know that there is something but again you know Joyce in the show doesn't so but then we head back to um, the mall at night time and we're in we're in Scoops Ahoy and they've, they've pretty much um, they've, they've deciphered the, the message haven't they I'm trying to get the message up what it actually says it's um, oh I can't find it um, but it basically shows you all the shops. Oh, there yes. I've got it. The week is long. The silver cat feeds when blue meets yellow in the west. Um, so it didn't take them long to to convert it into English. But at this point, they still don't know what it means. Yeah, and I remember. I mean, we we did kind of skip it, but there was a part where Steve, I think Robin, burst in. But it it was between Steve and Dustin, and he's like, "All I hear is the music." You know, Steve, like, because how some people have, like, they yeah. hear background music or just a more of a musical ear. Um, and that's where Robin's like, well, I know however many languages. And, and so she's got an ear for languages. Um, um, it, but this, it, what he says is important to this scene because of, you know, they kind of, I guess, catch where they Yeah, because it. The message because coming it, from us as viewers at the time didn't think nothing of it, but you know Steve's begging for a quarter to put in the in the, in the, the horse <laughs> like kids ride, um, you know, and Robin and Dustin sort of make a joke saying, "Do you need a hand up?" Um, but when he when he puts it in, it's the exact <laughs> music that's um, played in the background of the Russian message, um, which is then the yeah. you know the sort of thing something you know it's close at home than the the first originally thought. Yep. Yeah, they were thinking it was coming from Russia. Uh, but, you <laughs> but know, now it would just yeah could have been anything. But now they know, like okay, it's recorded it's right here, outside of Scoops Ahoy. 
Yeah. I think, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, Tim, Tim's back. Tim disappeared for a bit, guys, but he's, he's back. back. He's back. Sorry, I, I had a situation, so I'm back. We're, we're on to episode four now, Tim. Wait, what? We're up to the scene where um, Robin, Dustin, and Steve are walking out of, of the mall at night time, and uh, Steve puts a quarter in the horse ride. Oh, it's the music. Yeah, the music. So I was just saying that obviously at first they thought they intercepted like a, a message from Russia, but they haven't. It's, you know, it's been right under the nose inside the Starcourt Mall. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. And we're just about to cut to the next scene, which is um, a very, very drunk and upset Chief Hopper um, mm. who's, who's sitting with the full bottle of wine and, he, you know, he's got his basket of breadsticks as if he was in Olive Garden. What, doesn't he say something like, um, can I get the Bill Enzo? The guy's like, sorry, sir, but I'm not Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but he says one of the best lines that's walking out that restaurant. Yes, yes, yeah, I can do anything I want. I'm the chief of police. Boom. <laughs> and, and that sort of takes you back straight to season one, Hopper, you know, where he, where he didn't care and he didn't have any responsibilities. Um, but as he's walking out the restaurant, he bumps into somebody um, and he turns around and it's that Terminator guy who we keep seeing. Um, again, he doesn't, he doesn't say anything, he doesn't do anything. It's just a sort of a little Easter egg of things to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think also that's that scene helped Lynn, it, and I, it kind of is funny, but he says I'm the chief of police, but it, which makes me think, okay, this restaurant's in Hawkins, but it's yeah. packed. I mean, they got like a, a string, four-piece <laughs> string pan going, and so... I don't. I don't know. I'd love to see an aerial shot of Hawkins, or I mean, he might be like a county police officer or something. I yeah, probably break it up, but but it definitely gives gives you more. You know, like there's a lot of people in this town, not a lot more than what you thought in season. Yeah, in season one, mm. one and two. So that that brings us to the the final scene, um, which again back to like you know from a funny scene to a tense scene. Um, and we have Billy mm. pulling up to the the steelworks again. He gets out the car, he opens the trunk, um, and he's got Heather, the lifeguard. He's obviously, you know, kidnapped her, and the, the mind flares active inside his body. Um, and this is the first is this the first glimpse we get of the uh, the monster, isn't it? We you know he takes her inside as like a sacrifice, and we we see that you know the rats have all formed into this monster, and the very last. You know the very last clip of this scene is, is the monster, isn't it? I think. Yep. 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 Yeah, it is. I've just saw it. Yeah. So you don't. You don't actually get to see a lot of it. You know, you only get to see him walking out with the shadows. Um, but that's still enough to make you want to watch episode three straight away, which is what I did. <laughs> Heck yeah. You, you can't end an episode with a monster walking out the shadows and, and not watch the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's. That's pretty much, yeah. much it for that episode. Um, what 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 did you guys overall think of that one? It was fantastic. Just like every episode in this season. I know, I know. I, I think the same. I, I mean, the season one, season two, it was a couple of slow episodes. They weren't necessarily bad, but they were slower. Um, mm-hmm. But I think every single episode in season three has been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Same. I like you said, Gary. You know they in this episode it just went from you know it was like dark light fun you know kind of you you getting more story of relationships and where the kids have been and how things are going and then it goes back into a dark scene which i just thought they transitioned yeah awesome and like you said when they when they left off you couldn't stop you had to <laughs> you had to start see you know the the, the third episode so. yeah i mean that to me, that's fantastic storytelling because it, it makes you want more. Um, I don't think I could have coped if they just put one episode a week on. I, you know, I'm I'm glad I was able to binge watch it because I would just literally wish the weeks away. Um, you know, I wanted to get to that 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 day that it was released every week and whatever happened in between episodes in my real life wouldn't have mattered much um, until I'd watched you know all eight episodes. But yeah. Um, so that that's pretty much it for this show, guys. I hope you I hope you really enjoyed them, me and Jason, and now Tim are, are loving talking about it because us three are really passionate about uh, Stranger Things. Have you got anything else to add, guys? 
No, it was yeah, fun as yeah. yeah, so we'll, um, if our schedules all line up, we'll try and do these once a week. Um, and and while maybe he's talking about jumping back to season one and two afterwards, if that's something you guys want to hear, again, you can you can reach out to us on social media. I'm at that Florida guy one. Um, where can we find you, Jason? Uh, Bullock347. What's your yeah, handle? Because sure. I, I like it when you say your handle. What is my flogging frog 23? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It just, it just makes us laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just, just, just a big child. Um, and also, if you guys have listened on um, Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. It really does help. Um, I mean, the last episode in a week had over 150 downloads, and we are currently sitting at a five-star rating on, on Apple iTunes. I know other like podcast services don't have rating systems. I don't know why. Um, but if this is the first time you can find us on, on Spotify, Podbean, I think Pocket Casts, and Google Podcasts, um, so there's a, there's a array of, of ways you can listen so thanks for listening guys we'll see you next week or we'll see you next week or we'll hear you next week um, so thanks for listening <laughs>